Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When we entered the 2021 season, the expectation for Kibrian Hayes wasn't just about winning Rookie of the Year. It was to what extent, to what extreme, he would run away with it. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins. Right where you found this. The Pirates can sweep a team again today. <laughs> oh, man. They beat the Diamondbacks last night 4-2. to two. Pretty thorough performance by all involved. Michael Chavis, new guy, went two for four with a home run. JT Brubaker with five solid innings. Probably meant more than anything that happened in this one, given how much he'd struggled of late. And they could do it again. They've had ten other tries at this. This will be the 11th. We'll see if they pull it off. Keep Brian Hayes also went one for three with a triple and a walk and did his usual good things at third base. And that's pretty much where it feels like his rookie season has settled. His rookie season, of course, like all rookie seasons this year, are more like sophomore seasons because if you came up in 2020, you know, it was just the 60-game schedule and, and everything else. And Key, of course, didn't make it until the second half of that 60-game schedule. He comes up, he looks like just a absolute world beater when he does, creaming the ball to all fields, batting over 400, uh, actually was in the discussion remarkably for that season's Rookie of the Year. And so he comes into this one, you know, his very first bat at Wrigley Field on opening day, cracks it 420 feet, and you're thinking, this is just a truly transformational talent that the Pirates have. And we're talking about everything shy of adding to the statue collection around PNC Park with Key Bryan. And I did try to say at the time that wasn't fair. And I did try to say at the time that 
even when he does come back down to Earth, and we all kind of go, what the heck were we excited about? That That's not going to be the reality either. It was always going to be something kind of in between. And if you look at the kind of season that Kibrian's having, the thing that stands out by a mile is the 72 games played. Less than half a season. He missed three months and change with that wrist injury that he sustained right after that game at Wrigley Field. And when he came back, according to all concerned, that wrist wasn't going to just magically allow him to swing with the same pop that he'd done before. That'll sound strange to some people, but because you think, well, he's been cleared, right? He's healthy. The strength doesn't immediately return to all facets of the wrist. It just doesn't. There's too many tiny little parts in there that are difficult to train, and it takes a lot of repetition to get the wrist back to where it needs to be. His numbers aren't exactly bad. Batting 250 now with five homers and 28 RBIs, just the four steals. But again, it's just in 72 games, 264 at-bats. It's less than half of a season. If you project those out over a full season, obviously all you got to do is double them, and they'd be a disappointment if it was a full season. But it isn't. It's half a season, and it's a half a season that was interrupted with the kind of injury that really messes you up. The reason that I'm going over all of this is that I get the sense among some in the fan base that we were all misguided to ever have been excited about Kebrian Hayes. We we just pumped the guy up too much, whether that was people like me in the media, whether it was the more diehard, hopeful, optimistic fans. And I don't think so. I don't think so. Take this from the guy who was doing the reverse when he was Ted Williams Jr. This is still very much a player who can do special things in the majors. And I'm not just talking about his superlative defense. Because that's the thing that I hear now. It's well it's He's going to be a great defender over there, and we can just put up with an ordinary bat. He's not going to be an ordinary bat. You don't do the things that he did in August of 2020 and all through this spring training in 2021 by just being some ordinary thing. I feel like he's going to need a good, full, healthy offseason a good, full, healthy spring training. And then 2022 will allow him to have the kind of breakthrough that we saw this year from Brian Reynolds. Very, very different circumstances here, and I'm not suggesting Brian will be an MVP candidate the way Reynolds has been and all that other stuff. I'm saying that he needs and deserves to have one full, healthy year in the majors before any kind of assessment or projection about him 
would be fair. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the good people at the North Shore Tavern, directly across Federal Street from PNC Park, and right next to Mike's Beer Bar. Companion venture, conveniently enough. North Shore Tavern is home to Steak on a Stone, which has to be experienced as well as eaten to be believed. It's also the home of the planet's only fully dedicated Pirates Bar. Hard to describe how amazing this place is for a Pirates fan. Front to back, wall to wall, ceiling to floor, Pirates memorabilia. Come check out North Shore Tavern directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. Today's question comes from John, who asks, What role, if any, do you see veteran players having in the Pirates rebuild process moving forward? I'd say it's case by case, John, but I'd also point out that the team itself is a lot more open to having older players. And by older, I think we're talking about, you know, something in the 29 to 32 range, not crazy older. Being a part of this, I asked Ben Charrington just a couple nights ago about his approach to this sort of thing, meaning how he'd feel about getting players who don't really look like they fit into the age group of the next wave of Greensboro grasshoppers, right? His response was focusing on young player acquisition, like the draft, international, trades, development. Those are obvious, but good teams have players who come from everywhere. And as you know, players can change at any point in a career maybe even more now than in the past? It's a pretty good answer, because not only is he saying, we'll take your older player, we also won't be closed-minded to the idea that your older player can get better. The player doesn't have to be who he is or be what he's shown you. And I believe that to an extent, the Pirates have exhibited that in 2021, most strikingly with Kevin Newman. Not that Newman's some old dude or whatever, but Newman's past prospect age at 27. And you 
do get to wondering with all the soft contact and everything else, is this just who he is? And they just don't give up on him. And he, in turn, doesn't give up either. He's become a better defender. He's hit the ball a lot better in the past month than he did in the first four. I think he's got 10 doubles in the past month, and he had nine over the first four. But maybe the the better example is someone like Yoshi Tsutsugo, where you bring him in and you see what he's got, and if he does have something, and if he fits, and we went over him in great detail yesterday, Remember that all of the same rules of the current collective bargaining agreement, depending on how that thing shakes out this winter, still apply. Meaning that you keep the player for six full years before they can hit free agency. So if that's years 22 to 28 in terms of age, great. If it's 29 to 35 and those are their best years, great. It's not as simple as it is in other sports, because you can still be an effective older player. Which leads me to the guy that I really wanted to bring up in this answer, and that's Jacob Stallings. I've openly called for the Pirates to strongly consider extending him. He's 30 years old, so he's not going to be part of something that's, I don't know, you know, four or five, six years down the road or whatever. But his skill set as the very best defensive catcher in baseball, that has value. And I think this goes to the crux of the question that you asked. That has value to a lot more people than just the catching position. He picks up all of his pitchers. He allows them to throw the ball in the dirt. He allows them to take risks and gambles and counts and base situations where they normally wouldn't where you'd never call for a slider. And the hitter would know that you'd never call for a slider, except that Stallings is back there, and you can throw the slider with bases loaded. That's the kind of catcher he is. And add on top of all that, that he hasn't exactly been a disappointment at the plate. He's not going to light the world on fire. He's going to be a 240-250 hitter. And depending on the degree to which you believe in clutchiness, he's been pretty clutch, too. All the guy does is deliver... Big hit after big hit after big hit. So yeah, there's room. There's room. Maybe more than maybe more than a lot of people will realize. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one of these tomorrow after an actual sweep. What do you say? An actual sweep. Mm-hmm.